Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at copychief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Hey, welcome back to Copy Chief Radio. This is where we go deep into the practices, tactics, the mindsets that help you become a better copywriter, business owner, marketer, communicator. That is the key. I'll tell you what some of the most popular episodes of Copy Chief Radio are. The ones we do, the members, the family, the tribe from Copy Chief about story. How our copywriters use story to really make an emotional impact to stand out from the crowd, to get the click, to get the sale, all that stuff. And today's no different. This is going to be a hot one, I know. It's Carolyn Ananian is my guest. Carolyn is a in-the-zone, in-demand copywriter. She's had all kinds of experience with helping grow big, multi-million dollar companies in tech. And she's uh, also worked with you know health and wellness experts, all kinds of interesting in-the-trenches experience from Carolyn. And you're going to love her a formula, the bar method for telling a great story. So Carolyn, thank you for being here. It's it's a privilege to have you on the show today. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, this is going to be fun. And so we were just talking the other day on one of our calls about story, and you've got <laughs> a lot to t- say about story Tell, for, let's just talk about you in story for a minute. When have you always been a storyteller? Like you think it back to when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, ever since I was really little, I was always coming up with stories. And uh, my family said they they heard me from a young age. I would be like three, four years old, off in a room, and I would just be talking to myself because I'd be telling myself stories. <laughs> and <laughs> that continued into adulthood. I don't talk out loud to myself as much anymore, but it comes in handy for copywriting. It's, it's a shame that we lose that, isn't it? I mean, why, why yeah. we should talk to ourselves. You see a little kid talking to themselves and you're like, oh, they're having a great time. Having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Captive audience. No one's arguing. You know, it's great. And people love storytelling. It's such a human thing you know no matter where you come from everyone loves a good story and it's how we it's how we bond with people yeah going back right i mean you know when they break into uh, discover new caves and there's something scrolled on the wall and they start to figure it out it's always a story you know of the big hunt or sometimes funny stories and i always have this image of neanderthals or you know cracking jokes yeah they're like acting out hilarious stuff and you know, that's where we live. You're exactly right. It's how we bond. It's how we feel safe. It's how we feel connected. And so obviously very important. I think more important than ever to use story in our marketing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, people people don't want to be sold. They want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can absolutely persuade people in a way that's very ethical and entertaining. And it, it starts to develop a relationship between you and them, even even from the start, you know, and that's what you want with your customers. Yeah, you know, it's true. And somebody might say, well, depends what you're selling. Not everybody wants to be entertained. You know, that's true to some degree where you could say, Mm. if I'm trying to figure, if I've just been told I have cancer, 
I'm not looking for a story. I'm looking for facts. I'm looking for information, right? However, I would say that story and emotion and relatability are central in helping people through even the most serious of life's problems. Oh, yeah. For instance, my friend Jim Brewer, the comedian, his wife is battling breast cancer right now. And mm. they started, he started making Facebook videos. He would be teasing her. You know, she'd come back from chemo and she'd just be exhausted and he would have to, <laughs> you know, kind of take over her role in the family, right? running the kids around and doing different stuff. And he would joke yeah. that, you know, this is really interrupting my day. You know, how dare you? You know, these kinds of things. And people would crack up and they would re reach out to Jim and, and Dee and say, I just want to thank you for showing what this is really like. You know, it is frustrating for, for everybody involved and it's, it's hilarious. Those are exact things we say to each other, but you know, everybody's always so gushy with each other when somebody's suffering that we forget to be real. Yeah. And, you know, when we tell a story, too, because you're right, so when people are in a vulnerable place, they're not necessarily coming to you saying like, or, or even consciously thinking in their heads, I'm looking to be entertained. But you can tell a story just by being really honest and real with someone and painting a picture of a better future, you know, and giving them hope. All stories don't have to be like an epic. It's not the Odyssey. You know, you don't have to. <laughs> there are many different ways to tell a story, right? depending on your situation. Exactly right. And so, that leads us nicely into your formula. So tell us how you came up with BAR, B-A-R. Yeah, well, it came from one of my, my past careers. I was a bartender. So if you ever want to learn about human psychology, oh, there's man. no better place than a bar because, yeah. man, you will learn a lot about people and you'll also get really good at stories, both listening to them as well as telling them because you live and die by your storytelling because you're kind of like a therapist and a, you know, while you're slinging uh slinging beer to people yeah and and, and an entertainer <laughs> right kind of a jest, yeah. jester therapist right your tips depend on it yeah totally so the bar method came from the idea of how do you tell a story that will make your bartender say to you that is the best story i've heard all evening oh that's great i love that yeah great so it's an acronym b-a-r in the first b is brief and so we were just talking about, you know, like let's talk about Jim Brewer's videos. They're like a minute long, you know? Yeah. Like these days we've got to be able to bring people into a moment and make our point with story as quickly as possible. It's just the human attention span is down to eight seconds, one one less than a goldfish, literally. And really? that's yeah. where we live now. So let's talk about how do we write a brief story? Well, the idea behind a good story is you should be able to tell your story in a one-sentence summary or less. That's how you know that you have a good story there. And you can get much more complex. You can write entire books about a story, but you should be able to explain it very, very shortly. Mm -hmm. You know, so someone who does this really well is the New York Times bestseller list. They they just have a, a brief description of the books on their list, and they're very compelling you know instantly what the plot is and why you should care. And every time I read the, the, the New York Times bestseller list, I always think, God, I have to, I have to read all these books. <laughs> these sound amazing. Right. They're very good at it. Yeah. You know, and then someone who doesn't, Netflix. Netflix mm. is very vague. You ever notice that? I have, actually, yeah. Yeah, the thing about Netflix that always shocks me is 
I desperately want to see these movies when I when they come out, right? I see the trailer and I'm like, oh, I got to go out of my way to see this movie. Inevitably, I won't make it. I'll miss it. And then I'll be on Netflix a few months later and i scrolling through for 20 minutes going, none of this looks interesting. How do yeah, they do that? I, I don't know. I, I watch Netflix with my smartphone because whenever I see something, I have to Google it. The description on Netflix doesn't explain anything to me. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating that they're so bad at it because uh, it's the business they're in. Yeah. And, you know, so this is so we're talking about books and and movies. But an example of a product that does this really well is iPod. You know, when it first came out, Steve Jobs called it a thousand songs in your pocket. Mm. And that instantly tells you, okay, you know, this is that's really compelling. And it tells me everything I need to know, Mm -hmm. you know, so but there's so many more things you could say about the iPod, but that's that's the story in a nutshell. That's right. Yeah, and that's what that's was unique foundation. about it, and that's the benefit is is right in there. And then you think about those iconic commercials they used to run. That yeah, it, it, those were telling stories too. No words. I don't even think they had text on screen. It was just it just be some cool looking person dancing with in some sort of animated effect put on top of it, and it just made you want to do that and the iPod was the way to do it right but that's a story yeah and and a good formula for this too cuz a lot of people will say yeah okay well how do you how do you make a sentence you know how do you turn you know make a sentence into a story good formula for that can be like i help x accomplish y you know that's that's a good place to start but you have to be very clear when you're doing this because i think one of the big mistakes people make is like Netflix does this, they try to be mysterious and elicit curiosity, but it just com- ends up coming off vague. And you're like, I don't understand what's going on. Right, you know? right, right. Like if you're looking at like, okay, the story of Harry Potter, there were seven books, right? But the idea behind Harry Potter, you can condense all of it into the idea of an orphan discovers he's a wizard and destined to defeat the most evil sorcerer of all time. Like that that's the whole story in a nutshell. And from the second word, you're saying an orphan, and right away you're going, oh, that's so interesting, because that elicits sympathy and curiosity, and it, it tells you a lot about what you need to know, you know, who's involved and what's going on. Absolutely, right. An orphan discovers he's a wizard and destined to defeat the most evil sorcerer of all time. That is a story in a sentence, exactly like you said. Great. Yeah. All right, so the B is brief and what we mean here doesn't necessarily have to be the shortest story in the world but you have to have thought it through so clearly that you can describe it very briefly that's when you know you've got your story down yeah from there you can flesh it out to you know it depends on your audience and how much time you have and the medium because you can you can go long you can go short but you know you have a good a valid story idea if you can describe it very briefly awesome okay what is that brings us to a amusing so stories stories need to make people care a a good idea revolves around pain or curiosity you know and it's like my previous example you know describing harry potter as an orphan instantly makes you think of this poor kid alone against the world and you get that in the first two words it's very effective and lean storytelling so you should always be asking yourself when you're putting something together why should i care because your audience has a million other things going on you need to have something that grabs their attention from everything else that's trying to suck up their time today, you know? Right, right, absolutely. So why should I care and make it amusing? What are some other rules for amusing? 
interesting, different. You know, the world wants us to be vanilla. And that's that's crazy because when we go to school, we're told that we can grow up and become anything and anything we can imagine. But at the same time, everyone kind of looks at you funny when you do something different. Mm. And the irony of that is, you know, people say don't stand out of the crowd. You know, they don't they don't like that. But yet look at the people who capture attention. It's the people who disagree mm-hmm. or they offer an idea that's different or, you know, that's food for thought. So it can be very, we want to fit in. Right. But the amusing, the interesting thing is we stand out and we provide more value to people by not being cookie cutter. Right. It's like this dichotomy of we want to not be looked upon as normal, but we want to find other people who can relate to us because of that. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, give me a tribe of people who also feel misunderstood or like outcasts. You know, it's really interesting. Yeah, and I love what you said about, you know, sort of challenging the norms conceptually. You know, we have uh, another acronym in the upcoming training, the How to Be You But Funny training. And it's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's punch because falls in line with a lot of your principles here, Carolyn, is that this is about taking somebody out of their sort of zombie state as John Colton calls it. Right. And giving them a reason to sit up and pay attention and feel something. And so punch the acronym is perception under negotiation creates humor. Mm, And interesting. Yeah. It's that idea of, all right, we all have a certain perception of things, but if you can get people to say, if you can present an alternative to that, that puts their current perception under negotiation, when now you have the opportunity to create humor because they're like, all right, what you got, right? <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so it's a lot, a lot of synchronicity there. And you know, if it do- amusing doesn't always have to be mean funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, humor is great, but it can also mean touching. Like, look at Budweiser; they they're famous for their their commercials. Their commercials are amazing, and some of the themes that come up often they often have like puppies or the Clydesdale horses. They had this commercial a few months ago. I think it was for the Super Bowl, uh, the story of Anheuser-Busch coming over oh, from Germany right. as an immigrant and, you know, working his way up and, you know, the the struggles he came, he went through to get to this country and and start Budweiser. I mean, it, it wasn't meant to be funny, but it's it's still incredibly compelling and it's interesting and it makes you sit up and take notice and it's different. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. And it even has some political undertones and. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Great example. All right, cool. So that brings us to the uh, third nice simple acronym, BAR, where it R. Yeah, R stands for relatable. Mm. So something really important in storytelling, looking for universal patterns and desires. You know, no matter where we're from, no matter, you know, our, our native language or whatever, all humans share very similar needs and desires, you know, the the wanting to feel good, wanting to look good, to be loved, to be respected, to be desired. You know, at the end of the day, a good story centers around, you know, these universal needs. So telling a good story means telling somebody something that makes them feel what's happening to you, you know, because they've been there before or they can can empathize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about that's you're right that's a universal theme that everybody wants that like you said about feeling like okay i'm unique i'm different but 
but who's with me here? <laughs> Who else yeah, has this you ever felt? <laughs> yeah, have you ever Who felt? Who else has ever wanted X Y Z? Yeah. And you talk about video games, and that's a great point of yeah. how much have stories become a part of video games, right? Yeah, like oh, man, I okay. So I grew up pl- playing Mario Brothers, and it's funny to watch these old two-dimensional Mario Brothers games now because they're so. Video games have just come such a long way in the last 20, 30 years. Like, uh, you think of Ubisoft and their Assassin's Creed series. The theme of the underdog is critical to those games, and I believe critical to their success. Because if you watch the trailers for their games, and they're like movie trailers, and it's all about, like, you know, fighting the man and and being a hero, being like Robin Hood and, and standing up for the little guy. And, you know, those are things that people really... Everybody loves a good underdog story, even in cultures that emphasize obedience to authority. And when you start Mm. telling a story like that, people are just like, wow, that's, you know, everyone's interested. It's an old trope, but it never gets old. That's That's a great point. It's so true. And it goes to the idea of, you know, make your audience the hero. I mean, that's about the most linear example of that you can have. It's like, watch this trailer. You're about to become this character with the controller in your hand and here's why it means something to you. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the hero, even like Anakin Skywalker, who spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen star Wars by now, I I don't know what to tell you, but uh, (laughs) like Anakin Skywalker, who becomes Darth Vader, he thinks he's the underdog, even as he's doing horrible things. Like he kind of becomes the villain because he tries to do the right thing. And instead he, you know, he falls, Mm -hmm. but everyone, everyone associates themselves with the hero, even Mm -hmm. when they're not. Right. Great point. Wow. Carolyn, great. I love this analogy. Bar, brief, amusing, and relatable. I can't think of three more. If I had to choose three words about, you know, telling a great story, those are certainly in the running. (laughs) (laughs) And so I love it. Where can we, by the way, I should have said up front, and this will be in the show notes. It's cananian.com. This is Carolyn Ananian. So C Ananian, like Canadian. Without like the Canadian, D. but without the D. Yep. <laughs> with an extra N. C, yeah. So just like Canadian, yeah, with an extra N. So cananian.com. Again, it'll be in the show notes. You can just click over there and you can get this downloadable guide through this great story framework, B-A-R, the BAR method. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here, sharing this with us today. Everybody, and if you need a copywriter, and you qualify, I highly recommend working with Carolyn. She's fantastic. She is in demand. So I can't promise that you'll get on her calendar, but you definitely want to talk to Carolyn. She's lovely to talk to, even if you can't afford her. (laughs) I just wasted hours of your time, Carolyn. Just call her up. She's got nothing else to do. So (laughs) thanks for being here, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks so much, Kev. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.